0: Plus.
1: talk shoes recorded live hello
0: Hi, how are you?
2: I possible.
3: Hello.
0: Hello. Um. Hello. Okay. All right.
1: Yeah. Oh, um, and good afternoon, everybody. I'm sorry for the late hour. Um, I know I supposed to, we we're supposed to start um Bible study at twelve thirty, but um. <laughs> um, but we were having a family moment. So I didn't mean, um, anyway. Having a family moment. Turn the light off baby. Thank you. Um it was much needed in the year. Um I I am again I'm sorry, I apologize for the late start. But so we're gonna I'm gonna get to the Bible study. If there's anybody on the call on the evening, hi.
0: Um, if not,
1: you can listen to the recording later. God bless. Uh, you know, I um, appreciate you taking the time out to listen in or, you know, listen to the recording Um. Today we're going to go into, um, back into the verse-by-verse study. And um, we're going to skip, we we skip a couple of books. We ended Exodus. Um, We're going to skip Leviticus and go into numbers. Um, But even going into numbers, we're going to bypass some chapters because of, not just because of time, but because of the the detail that is in the scriptures.
3: Um, and And some of it is just, it's
1: just a lot to take in, and I wanted to get to um, some more of what we as believers have to deal with, more so than um, you know the details of the tabernacle and things like that, um, because what I what I've read is a lot of
3: the first five books, which is called the Pentateuch, I hope I'm saying that right, or the
1: Torah, um, are basically about the laws. And so, you know, so it's basically like um, revising the law,
3: repeating
1: the law, and giving it in different words the descriptions so that no one could say that they didn't understand what God was saying. So that's what the first five books are all about, making sure that it was understood what God was saying, um, his commands and and things of that nature to Moses. Um, But what I want to do is there was a command that God had put forth um, that basically is another thing about us remembering what he's done.
3: And um, there was a teaching that I was um, listening to.
1: And before I get started, I'm going to pray. So, Father God, I thank you for... Forming this um, um, Bible study. Thank you, O oh God, for letting us have this moment where we can come together
2: and,
0: um, and just talk about you and learn about you. Um, And uh, as we go
1: through this study today, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, you're my strength and my redeemer. And this Bible study is all about you. It's not about me. It's about you and our relationship with you. And so, Lord, as we go through um, what you have shown me,
3: as Sam stated yesterday,
1: that me decreases, you increase. And let your word be spoken in the ears of your people for their good and for your
3: glory. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Okay. Um, What
0: we're going to be talking about is the
1: Passover. And the reason why we're talking about the Passover is because we just had communion on yesterday. Those who do First Sunday communion, you know, the first Sunday of the month um, is when the church does communion. And what I was, um, as you know, as I did my, been doing my studies and listening to different teachings, a lot of main events in the Bible,
3: and even
1: as we go through the course
3: of the years, have happened on the main events in the Bible. Catchy, right? So we have the the feast and things
1: like that that happened during the time of the Exodus. And one of the things that have that has a major impact is the day of the Passover. And the day of the Passover started when um, God was trying to get Israel away from Pharaoh. And so the Passover was when God instructed Israel to do the sacrifice and put the blood over their doorposts so that when the spirit of death went through Egypt to kill the firstborn, that he would, that spirit would pass over the people of God. And so the Passover is a a big signpost that Israel was supposed to remember every year. And also the Passover was also around the time that Christ did the communion before he went to do his sacrifice on the cross. So the Passover is something that we're all supposed to remember and the reasoning behind it. So
0: um,
1: as we read about the Passover, it will tell us the reason, you know, we're going to go into detail, and then um, we'll just go from there. And if anybody has any questions, comments, or concerns, just let me know, speak up, speak out, so that We are all on one accord. And if God reveals something to you as we're going through it, then please share, you know, so that we can all get a a deeper and richer understanding of the Word of God. Amen? Okay. So we're going to Numbers, and we're going to read... We're going to read, starting reading Numbers chapter 9, starting at verse
0: 1. Numbers chapter 9, verse 1. Okay. Okay, so... As we go to
1: Numbers chapter 9, verse 1, it says, this is the Passover as a command from the Lord. And it says, And the Lord spoke unto Moses in the wilderness of Sinai in the first month of the second year after they will come out of the land of Egypt. And so... That's one of the things that before they were actually, I'm sorry, before we actually had uh, December, January, February, March, that kind of thing, everything was based on historical information. And so in this case, it's saying in the first month of the second year, after they would come out of the land of Egypt. So now we know that this is after they came out of Egypt in the second year. So they've been out of Egypt for two years and one month. And it says, it says, God told Moses, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, let the children of Israel Also keep the Passover at his appointed season. In the 14th day of this month at even, you shall keep it in his appointed season according to all the rites of it, according to all the ceremonies thereof, shall you keep it. So what God is saying is that the Passover, even at this time, Two years out of Egypt, what they did when they were already in Egypt, when they were in Egypt, he wants them to do now, even though it's two years later. All the all the ceremony and um, routine that he had them do for the Passover, he says they're, they're going to do that now. Remember the remember the day and the month that I brought you out of Egypt. Remember that day and what you had to do. What happened? What you what I what I what I commanded you to do, you're supposed to do this every year.
0: Okay? And so it
1: says in verse four, and Moses spoke unto the children of Israel that they should keep the Passover, and they kept the Passover on the 14th day of the first month at even in the wilderness of Sinai, according to all that the Lord commanded Moses, so did the children of Israel. And it says in verse 6, and there were certain men who were defiled by the dead body of a man that they could not keep the Passover on that day. And they came before Moses and before Aaron on that day. And those men said unto him, we are defiled
0: by the dead body of a man. Wherefore are we
1: kept back that we might not offer an offering of the Lord in his appointed season among the children of Israel? And Moses said unto them, Stand still,
3: and I will hear what the Lord will command concerning you. And it says,
1: And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying: If any man of you, or of your posterity, shall be unclean by reason of a dead body, or be in a journey afar off, yet he shall keep the passover unto the Lord. The fourteenth day of the second month, it shall it. I'm sorry, at even they shall keep it and eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They shall leave none of it in the morning, nor break any bone of it, according to all the ordinance of the Passover they shall keep.
0: Okay. And so
1: this is this is the interesting part as I'm reading this. This is the first example of why Christ had to come and show us and show us and give us revelation about the laws and commands of God. Because there are some things we cannot follow to the letter. Like, for instance, about blended materials. There is a law that states that you should not blend Cotton, the different types of materials like cotton and linen, and you know we got spandex and you know polyester and all this other stuff that you should have pure material. 100% cotton, 100% linen. But in these, in this day and age, it's hard to come by anything 100%. And even if you find it. Can you afford it? And so God had to make allowances from even His word, knowing the end from the beginning, what we were gonna have what we were gonna have contact with. He had to give us a way out. He had to give us um uh um, what's sort of looking for? Lord, Um she killed yourself. He had to give us an uh, addendum. There you go. That state and, and our addendum is the cross. Our addendum is what Christ crucified Himself for. So God already knew there were some things that would make us, unfortunately, not be able to follow. His commands a hundred percent, not because we did not want to, but because we
3: cannot. And so,
1: you know, here he is showing us that yes, even though you might be unclean by reason of a you know the dead body or because you're not you're not where you're supposed to be, you're on a journey. Wherever you are. there are certain things that you still have to do, and the Passover is one of them. And so in spite of whatever you're going through at that particular time, there are some commands that I'm telling you you have to do and that there are exceptions that can be made because I'm letting you know right now this is an exception. There's, there, you know, just like when Christ was walking with the disciples in the field, and it was the Sabbath. Well, one, they weren't supposed to be walking to begin with. You, know, you could only go so far. And two, they were in the field and they were plucking food. You're not supposed to do any kind of work on the Sabbath. But Christ was showing that you still have to travel he was showing that you still have to eat. And in the course of your journey, if you're on a journey and you're and you're caught between, you know, what you're supposed to be doing and what you have to do, then God is saying that you have to. You know, you, there are concessions that can be made that are understood that God would be like, well, yeah, that makes sense. You you know, it's one thing to be at home every day, all day, and then try to do something. There's someone who's on a journey, in the middle of their journey, how are they supposed to, you know, do the command unless they stop and do everything they're supposed to do. So God is saying, I'm flexible there are there there is there is there is flexibility in my word, not compromise, but there's flexibility there, and I'm letting you know you have to be fluid it's a, but again it's about being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and knowing you know when and when not to. You know what? Or you know right from wrong. And so God will give that discerning power when to make concessions and when not to. And it says, um, and the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If any man of you or of your posterity shall be unclean by reason of a dead body, or be in a journey afar off, yet he shall keep the Passover unto the Lord. Verse 11, the fourteenth day of the second month, at even, they shall keep it, and eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They shall leave none of it until the morning, nor break any bone of it, according to all the ordinances of the Passover, they shall keep it. But the man that is clean and is not in a journey and forbears to keep the Passover, even the same shall be cut off from among his people because he brought not the offering of the Lord in his appointed season and shall bear his sins. And so this right here is saying, but if you're if you're like I would say, if you are clean and you are where you're supposed to be, you're at home or wherever, and you're able to do the the command to the letter, then you're supposed to do it. There's no justification, and if you choose not to. And this is what he's saying, and you choose not to do it, then you're basically putting that sin on you there's There's no excuse for you not to follow the command of God because you are you're not you're not hindered by anything, but if you're just choosing not to do it because why. Why should I then you're bearing your own sin? It has nothing to again, it's about obedience, and that's where the church has gotten us has gotten us so far from the Word of God because they've taken grace and mercy and said, "Well, we have grace and mercy. we don't have to follow the commands of God." But if if God is saying this is for all generations, perpetual, like all generations, there's no cutoff date, then that means us too. So even every believer, every person that has set themselves apart and stated that I'm a child of God, we're supposed to be following his commands. We might, again, we might not be able to follow it to the letter, but we're able to follow it to a certain point. But for us not to follow it at all, that's showing disobedience, and that's what he's saying. That's why we have to study his word so much because we are we are walking a fine line between being obedient and being disobedient. We have to We have to go back to the old standard, the regular standard of God, not just, oh, well, this is what we were taught, but are we being taught correctly? I mean, look at our education system now. When man decides to change something, he, he just changes it. It doesn't make it right. It just changes it. And God is saying, go back and look at what I said from the beginning. In Revelations, it says, um, go back. He says, go back. Let me go to that part. And I never understood that when you read in Revelation that he says, he says, this I have against you. He's talking to the um, and he's talking to the different churches, and he's letting them know this is what I have against you. And I I never understood why he had certain things against the church, but it was all because the church went against his word.
0: Hold
1: on one second. Because, I mean, he he starts talking, he starts talking to the churches, and he lets them know, he says, you know, Go back, I know your works and your labor, and he he commends them on the things that they do, but then he said, go back to the first love. The first love is the word of truth. Go back. Well, we as believers, we have to go back. We have to go back and actually start looking at the word of God for what it is. And, And when we don't do that, we do God an injustice because we are not honoring. We're not honoring him for his word, and his word was made flesh in Christ. So to understand where Christ is coming from, we have to go back to his word. It's all connected. But because we we try to say, you know, it, it, it it's it's so easy for us to
0: get hung up on one thing.
1: That's why we have this this line, because it helps us go back and start looking at the Word of God afresh through the eyes of the Holy Spirit. And it lets us understand, you know, where we fall short. And, you know, they were able to be like, okay, we know what to pray for. We know how to ask God to reveal to us where we're falling short. And He will show it to us. Amen. So,
0: um, Verse uh, 14,
3: and it says, and if a
0: stranger,
1: it says, and if a stranger shall, shall sojourn or basically travel among you and will keep the Passover unto the Lord according to the ordinance of the Passover, and according to the manner thereof, so shall he do. You shall have one ordinance, both for the stranger and for that was born in the land. Now, I, I, I highlighted, excuse me, hold on.
0: The thing is,
1: God was letting us know that there should only be one law. So, if someone from foreign-born born comes in and say they want to, they want to live among you, travel with you, or whatever, they have to follow what God has put forth. It's it's no two different. You know, you do your thing and we do our thing. It's we are together in this. So if you're going to be with us, then you're going to have to follow our, you know, what we do. And so at the Passover, you have to do the whole thing of the Passover. Okay? So, <clears throat> Verse fifteen. Um going back, so that the last the last verse I read, verse fourteen, um, it references Exodus twelve and forty nine. And so we're gonna go back to Exodus twelve and forty nine because this is key.
3: It really is.
1: And even to this day, up until the last few years, this is what we did. Even this nation was one law. There was no okay now that um now that such and such is with us, we're gonna change the law to accommodate. Now, you know, there was none of that. You know, all that has been fought for, all that has been um Standardized up until maybe 10, 20 years ago was so that we could all we're, all, we're all living in the same nation. We should all have the same rights. So that's why we had the civil rights fight. We were fighting for our civil liberties so that Black people living among everybody else would have the same rights as everybody else all this other stuff that has been coming along
0: is, is
1: it's 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 out of order pretty much because there's no justification to change the laws now. Everything now is about people's feelings and how they you know and in the moment thing. And so in, in Exodus 12 and 49, it says, One law, one law shall be to him that is homeborn and unto the stranger that sojourns among you. So if if we, and so the thing is, when we came to this land, there was already, when, even before, when this land was taken over, there was already a law here. But then they took over, they changed the law, and then now we're, we're living under this law, bit. The um, the Constitution and the quote-unquote Bill of Rights, and then we had to fight for our civil rights. And so we have been fighting You know, the people of the book, the people of color, have been fighting to receive all what the law has promised. Man's law has promised. But the thing is, man's law keeps changing because of how people feel, whoever's in power, that kind of thing. And so, but the word of God says he's oh, he's he's created one law. He's created, you know, he's created his commands and his laws, and those are set in stone. He says, "I change not." If we really look at the the, the ways of God, He has not changed at all, and even though the church in quotation marks, has changed. The word of the Lord has not changed. Just the interpretation or the opinion of the person passing it on. And so it takes the Holy Spirit, and that's what um, we're discussing during um, prayer and discussion Tuesday through Friday, and even on Sunday when Sam preaches. The thing is, we have to learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. He is our mentor. He is the one that tells us, you know, look go back again. We have to remember the word of God. We have to look at the word of God for what it is. Stop looking at the answers. Um, we We have to stop and go back to the word of God, not listening to the opinion and the doctrines of man. And so then in verse 15 it says, And on the day that the tabernacle was reeled up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, namely the tent of the testimony, And at even there was upon the tabernacle, as it were the appearance of fire until the morning. So it was always the cloud covered it by day, and the appearance of fire by night. And when the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle, then after that the children of Israel journeyed, In the place where the cloud abode, there the children of Israel pitched their tents. At the commandment of the Lord, the children... I'm
0: sorry.
1: Yeah, the children of Israel journeyed. And at the command of the Lord, they pitched as long as the cloud above the cloud... Above, above the tabernacle, they rested in the tents, and so that let us know that God God lets you know when it's time to go and when it's time to stay. Again, it's a being. It's being. I mean, we don't get, unfortunately, a lot of times we don't get a visual. of the Holy Spirit. But if we let ourselves be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, see, that's the difference between the people of the book and us now. We have the Spirit within us. That's what Christ gave us. He gave us the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the mentor. He resides in us now. So now we have to get to that place where we're sensitive to his leading. We don't have the cloud and the fire. We only have the Holy Spirit within us. And so we have to be able to have that knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of the Holy Spirit so that when the Holy Spirit says, go, we go. So that means you're supposed to leave the house, at 8 o'clock instead of 9 o'clock or 9 o'clock instead of 8 o'clock. If that means that he wants you to drive to work instead of taking the train or walk instead of using the bus, we have to be that sensitive. So when he tells us to move, we move. And if that means that he wants you to change jobs, Okay, it's time for me to change jobs. If he says quit today, then quit today. That doesn't mean he didn't say anything about waiting for you to find another job.
2: Then, then
1: so be it. He has something. He's supplying the need, and he let us know that in the story about Egypt and Israel. Because as long as they were following him, he gave them manna every day. He fed them daily. He gave them what they needed to go through the journey. Amen? And it says in verse 19, And when the cloud tarried long upon the tabernacle many days, Then the children of Israel kept the charge of the Lord and journeyed not. And so it was, when the cloud was a few days upon the tabernacle, according to the commandment of the Lord, they abode in their tents. And according to the commandment of the Lord, they journeyed. And so it was, when the cloud abode from even until morning, and that the cloud was taken up in the morning, then they journeyed. Whether it was by day or by night that the cloud was taken up, they journeyed. Or whether it were two days or a month or a year that the cloud tarried upon the tabernacle, remaining thereon, the children of Israel abode in their tents and journeyed not. And so that's what we were were just talking about. No matter how long the cloud stayed there because the cloud represented the Holy Spirit. It represented the Spirit of the Lord. And so the Lord said, as long as the cloud is there, that means that's my presence. And so as long as I'm there, that's where you stay. Don't go to the left or to the right. You stay exactly where you are, and you stay there until the cloud moves. And that's how we need to be in the Holy Spirit. We cannot step beyond
3: where the Holy Spirit
1: is because it's the Spirit that guides. So if you're standing, if you're trying to walk, and, and, oh, my gosh, thank you, Lord, So you're trying to walk in front of the cloud, and the cloud moves or stops, but you're in front of the cloud. How are you going to know? That's like a child, and you tell the child to walk next to you at all times, and the child walks ahead of you, and you turn the corner, and the child keeps straight. That child can end up lost. Hurt, They're no longer covered by you as a parent. So the same thing with the Spirit of the Lord. He said, he was saying to them, I'm your covering. So therefore, when I stop, you stop. You stay under me or behind me. I'm leading you, not you leading me. And so when you see the cloud, you see the cloud, that means you stop, you set up, you set up 10. It's as simple as that. But if if I'm moving, you're moving. And so that's what God wants us to be feeling with the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is telling you to move, you move. If he's telling you to stay put, you stay put. You don't go before him. You're walking under him. Hello?
0: Okay. Amen. Okay. And so then it says um, in verse
1: 23, at the commandment of the Lord, they rest in the tent, and the commandment of the Lord, they journey and they kept the charge of the Lord at the commandment of the Lord by the hand of Moses. And so that's the end of, the Passover, and it's about being
0: sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Any questions, comments, concerns? No, I'm good.
1: Okay.
3: How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I am
1: so sorry. I was late um, coming on. We were having a family moment, <laughs> <laughs> and so it was just like, okay, you know, we were in the full of that. And I'm like, uh, I'm coming here. Yeah, I come. Hold on. So, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was about it. But it's. It's, I thought that was – I've never read that chapter all the way through before. And so mm-hmm. it was It's. it's kind of interesting that he had me read that because I'm like, I've never thought about – even though I say that – even though I always quote the scripture – there's nothing new under the sun. It's like, wow, even the Holy Spirit is the same way. You know, it's just different, um, um, a different level is all. Instead of it being the, the actual God, you know, in the cloud, it's the Holy Spirit that we as believers now deal with.
3: And it's but it's the same principle. And we have to we have to look at it that way.
0: We have to look at it that way. Amen. So um, how have you been,
3: ma'am? I have been doing okay. Um I remembered yesterday doing church so I was like, well oh, I was supposed to send Felicia the scriptures from from last week. So I made a note. As soon as I find them on my desk. I will I will email those to you.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I appreciate
2: that.
1: And um
2: there
0: was somebody I wanted us to pray for.
3: Oh. Um I wanted to that I wanted to pray for. I, you know what, I
1: am um gonna have to talk with uh, Sam about it, but I want to start having a a woman thing over the phone. I know Lisa does like the empowerment, but this is basically for the younger girls,
2: mm-hmm. young
1: ladies. Because it was so interesting. I was on the bus, and this again goes back to even um, the Passover and being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I'm on the bus, and I hear this guy talking on the bus. And he's frustrated at this person all the way, well, the whole trip from the time he gets on. Until we get to ninety fifth street, and um the whole time, I'm thinking it was a guy that he was talking to, but the spirit you know listening to the spirit of the lord usually i don't I don't say anything, but the spirit of the Lord was like, "Go talk to him," and I'm sitting there like, "No <laughs> why?" Why would I, you know, like, you know, I'm like, no, I don't want to go over there to talk to him, you know. And so the spirit's like, no, go talk to him. I'm like,
2: Ugh.
1: so I'm like, hoping, you know, because I walk slow. So I'm hoping, like, he's going to be gone. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm being honest. I'm telling you what the Lord love, like, we should say. So I'm like, um, by the time I get off the bus and, he be long gone, and you know, and so um, I get off the bus and show you how God has a sense of humor. The guy is standing right there. I'm like, "No, gone it." <laughs>
0: and I'm like,
1: "Okay." I said, "All right." So I so I went and I told the so I told the guy I was like, you know what? The, the person that you were talking to is not ready. That's how that's I was told to say. They're not ready. Just continue to be their friend and be there for them, you know. And so he was like, yeah, but she. I was like, oh, it's a girl. Because he kept saying, dude, you know what? You irritate me. You know, that's that's what he kept saying on the bus. That's why I
3: assumed it was a yeah, that, guy. Yeah, that's, that's their thing. Yeah.
1: And so he was like, No, it was a girl. And I'm like, oh. And so, in the nutshell, the whole, he was like, he, then he gave it the host, like half the scenario. And I'm like, but I didn't want to. I said, okay, well, you want me to hear the story. So, but the whole but the whole scenario was basically the girl was, the girl is caught up in a soul tie with her ex boyfriend or her boyfriend, her is gonna put the description. And so, you know, and so that's what a lot of our younger girls are getting caught up in. Um, soul ties with
3: their boyfriend
1: and situations. And and it's like
3: and now, you what do you see, mean when you say a soul tie? A
1: soul tie is like not being able to let that person go. Okay, like there's something holding them. You know, like usually, like okay. So there's two different. There's two different. <coughs> there's two different relationships. There are certain people that we can date. You date them and you let them go. It's just a like, ah. Uh, no connection whatsoever, all right, whatever, you know. But then there's other ones where um, either emotionally or physically that person is tied to you because they they connect, you connect. We as women connect stronger than men do. Right. And so it, it was either something emotionally or physically that connects us to that guy. And so we it's hard for us to let that person go. And so it's like that's what was going on with this girl. She either or both emotionally and physically connected with him, and so now she's she can't let him go. And that's one of the things that that's what we're, we're not meant to date. A woman is really not me. And that's why a man can have 50,000 wives and be okay because he doesn't get that same connection,
0: mm-hmm. as did,
1: you know. And so she didn't want to – the guy that she's with has kicked her out the apartment they lived in more than once and cussed her out and did all this other stuff – but she but after he gets in his right mind or whatever the situation is and he apologizes, she goes back. Mm. And so that's that's what a soul tie is. Like even though you know that person is not good for you, you continue to go back to that person. And be like, Well then well maybe if I do this and maybe if I do that, you know, it's it's you know we make concessions because of the tie and we have to teach our young ladies to to learn the difference between something real and something where it's you know it's not good for you and how to get out of it you know what i mean and because that's because that's creating a lot of of emotional wrecks
3: mm-hmm. among
1: our younger ladies, you know, because especially now they're, they're starting so young, having, you know, physical uh, um, relationships and, and things of that nature. So it's like we need to, you know, figure something out. I think to, you know on my end, or but I wanted to, you know, put that out there because that, you know, and and get y'all input on, you know, things that I can discuss because I especially want to talk to our college girls and our high school girls, you know, because that's where it usually begins. You know, they start off with a guy in freshman year of high school, you know, and with them the whole time. And I'm not knocking that because I have, you know, there's a couple of girls I know now who got married to their high school sweetheart. That's fine. But the ones where you're now shacking up and, you know, it's eight years down the road and you're still, like, just living together.
3: Yeah, I got okay. three kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So... That has to be addressed, but that was the end of the Bible study, and I still did an hour, and I was late. And I again, I apologize,
0: but um, but yeah. Any any
1: questions? Yesterday, um, can you give us? a quick
0: review on service yesterday.
3: <laughs> um I didn't take a lot of notes. Um I know he was talking about increase.
1: And the um the two
3: scriptures that I wrote down um that he focused on the most was uh, Psalms four and one. And Leviticus twenty six one through five.
1: Because I know he was saying that we need to decrease so that that the Lord can increase, and I thought that was interesting because when I went to church yesterday after church on the call, the minister was saying the same thing about decrease and increase. Mm. Like we have to, you know, not alone, not using the same words, of course, but on the same vein, you know, and I was just like, wow. Okay, Lord, you know, I got you. You know, we have to, we have to step out of the way, you know, we had to take self out of the equation for God to be able to do what he wants to do in our lives. So, I mean that's hard because we wanna be in control Yeah, I but, like
3: you said and done.
1: Yeah. But once once we do it though, um, um, I don't know if it was Sam or the minister yesterday, but after it was probably Sam, though. But you know, once we put that into practice, you have to practice it every day. It, it's not a one-off. It's not, you know, you know. Okay, it's just like anything else. You have to be willing to exercise that choice every day because you know you know just like you know when you see it in the movie the day resets when you wake up so everything that you you, you know everything that you did yesterday okay that was good for yesterday now you got a reset for the day okay I'm going to let God have today I'm going to walk in it, consciously make the choice to let him have today, you know. And we have to, you know, and exercise it. Because the thing is, if we don't exercise it, it's not going to work. You might choose it, but if you're not exercising it, it's it's just really being, you. you're not doing it. And so it's and said, "Oh, okay, all right." And he, and the thing is, God will ask us. He will, he will, he will, he will put something. You know, we will come up against something. The enemy too will do it. He'll bring something up against us, and we'll be like, "He's and both God and the devil are looking at us like, so what are you gonna do?" Are you going to let God handle it, or are you going to handle it? Or are you just going to, you know, so it's like you have to make that conscious choice. Okay, God, what do you want us to do? You know, what what are we going to do with this right here? You know, because I kid you not, my assignment at the job is over. So I no longer work nights. So Oh that was um, a
3: temporary job.
1: Huh?
3: That was a temporary job? It was it was
1: temporary with the with the with the um what's the word?
3: Possibility?
1: Yes, thank you. Of becoming permanent. Okay. And so and this is and this is and I and this is why he gave me numbers nine, two, because I got a call Friday. Now, mind you, I was at work Thursday. You so know, I was at work Wednesday night, and I've never gotten any, like, you know I, you know, the last couple of weeks I hadn't been getting any negative feedback or nothing, so I'm like, Oh, I must be all good, you know my mm-hmm. numbers are getting better, you know how many I'm doing, and i'm I'm giving out quality work and i'm 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 good, and so um, the temp agency that I went through they I, I you know I got emails from them, but it was all about making sure you put your time in and Nothing, 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 no review, nothing, right? So Mm -hmm. Friday, I get a call, and she says it just like this, Felicia, and, you know, hi, Felicia, this is Carmen. I'm calling to let you know that um, your services are no longer needed due
3: to productivity.
1: Whoa. And I said... And mind you, I had not too long woke up.
3: So I am like, <laughs> I didn't hear this right. I said, okay. I said, I said oh, okay. And I was like, wait.
1: You know, I, I said, that's not the right response, Felicia. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> you know, this is what I'm saying in my head. That's not the right response. What? I said, okay. So verbally, I said, productivity on whose part, my part or their part, because they have let us go early two days in a row because, you know, it's the slow season. Okay. So I'm like, okay, so is that on my part or their part? And so she was like, your part. And I was like, I'm sorry. How is that? I said, I've never received... Any negative feedback or anything that said I wasn't meeting numbers or quality. So, where is this coming from? And so she was like, Well, didn't you get the scorecard? And I was like, What scorecard? You know? And so she was like, She paused and she was like, Well, I know I came once, um, I didn't talk to you. I'm like, no. And she was like, I said, she was like, well, and then Carlos came. You didn't talk to him? I was like, no. And my thing is, if you came and you said you talked to us, you would have record of it, correct? So I was like, nobody has said anything to me. I didn't receive a scorecard, an email, a voicemail, nothing. I said, and nothing came from the client as well. They saw me every night. I never received a negative feedback or review or anything. So now you're calling me today saying this, and then if I have anything left in the locker, like, totally cut off, you know. And, right. But then the Lord led me led me back to how she worded it. She was like, your assignment is over. Mm. And so I was like, okay. And so I'm not mad, you know. I'm not mad. I'm just like, the one thing I want cleared up is, You never said anything. You never let me know that I was not working up to standard, right? You know, and so, but when she said the time was over, I'm like, "Okay, Lord, what was the assignment?" Because like several things happened back to back in like the last two weeks, and so I'm like, "Well, which one was the assignment?" I was like, you know what? It's not meant for me to know. Okay. So I'm good, but now I'm like back to square one.
0: hmm
1: You know? And so it's like now I'm like I feel like I'm like at touch. You remember the show Touched by an Angel?
3: Mm-hmm. Where it's like,
1: Okay, now the next assignment is what? And what am I supposed to do? <laughs> but you know, until the next assignment, like all right, Lord, I need, you know, I still need to pay bills. I still need to pay mortgage. Right. I still need to buy groceries, you know. So Now, were you able
3: to collect unemployment? Were you working there long enough to collect unemployment?
1: I don't know. I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out
3: because I don't
1: know if it was six weeks or not. Okay. So I'm gonna find out. And if so, I mean, hey, you know, I'll 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 go about an employment this week. I just wanted to you know, before I did it I wanted she she's just gonna get back to me about the scorecard thing and what happened. But I'm just like, okay, you know. Is it so
3: possible for another assignment?
1: Um, that's what I'm gonna have to find out. Like, does this affect me going to because they do? You know, where I was at was more than you know was only one client, but will this affect me going to any of their other clients? Mm-hmm. You know, so I just I just thought it was really interesting. How that came about, because I, you know, and the and the thing was, and this is and this is also how I knew that it had to be, um, not only me being at peace with it, but seeing how they did everybody else, because there were a few other people that I know were having. You know, that they had said, well, you need to bring your numbers up. That was another thing. You heard them tell them that they weren't making their numbers
3: okay. verbally.
1: Like, so for them not to, for me not to get that, I'm like, oh, then I must be doing good. You right. Know? And so they were like giving them the option of trying other departments because they were not making their numbers. So I'm like, well, I didn't get that option. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I must be doing it okay. You're not giving me, you're not saying, well, let, let us try to put you somewhere else because you're not sitting here. I never got that talk. So I'm like, oh, okay. Then no news is good news. So, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. I never got that talk or that move. So I'm like, well, that's my assignment is over. So, Mm -hmm. but, yeah. So I'm just like, all right, Lord, here we go. You don't have anything in the
3: locker, do you?
1: The only thing I had in the locker was a skirt, and they can have that. I'm not (laughs) going all the way downtown for a skirt. Okay.
2: Uh,
1: Yeah. I had I had took a skirt down there just in case I wanted to wear jeans.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: and I would throw the skirt on because you couldn't wear jeans unless it was a Friday. But I never did. So it was just a regular black skirt. Nothing expensive. It was only like ten dollars. So Okay. Yeah, I won't miss it. I'm not like that. But
3: yeah, it
1: just it just yeah. So I mean listening to the Holy Spirit is it's because I, I was I, and I was kinda of prepared for it. And that's one thing you gotta when he tells you to move, it's like right <laughs> it might not be the move that you want. And I thought about Erica, like Erica transitioning jobs and Vanessa transitioning jobs and it was just like huh so it's like this shuffle thing is something I gotta get used to cause I was so used to like doing doing my own thing and staying in one spot and being like oh this is comfortable I'm mm-hmm. right here you know and now the Holy Spirit is like nope
3: Oh. And me transitioning jobs, too. Hello. Hello. Uh, this is Lisa, and Lisa yes. changes jobs. Yes. Yeah. How that
1: going
3: to happen? It's,
1: it's going to, you know, again, comfort is interesting. We
3: should say what you just said. Um. Very uncomfortable meaning, you know, I've never had to commute before and I have to commute like a freaking hour um, on good days, good perfect weather days, so storm, hail, ice, you know, that's a whole other thing, scary, um, the neighborhood, I've never had to teach in such a low poverty neighborhood before, right across from what we would call the project. um, in the project, so those are the kids that are going to be coming to me. Behavior issues, not a not any money. I've never been to a district where where the um, you know the district didn't get the teacher in the locker to buy things that they need. So I'm working with old crap. You know, I mean, you know, look get the picture. Is that stuff we see on TV? So. Everything about it is outside my comfort zone, but let me tell you this, and I hope that this in some way encourages somebody. At the same time, I realize that every single thing that has happened in my career has led to this. yeah I, I am trying to tell you the truth that I know and love that if I had not had the experiences, I'm talking about going all the way back to California when I, you know, worked at the home and the schools were severely emotionally disturbed boys where
1: they were on all
3: these medications, boys at the state, you know, they couldn't go home because they couldn't function in a regular environment. They would just get up and throw stuff and fight out crazy stuff, Right? um that in, that educational environment and the homes for that. Um, you
2: know,
3: south you know, south side, east side of Chicago, um, that that type of environment. Um you know, New Legacy was the biggest thing because New Legacy I had all boys. Most of them had very interesting home situations, we'll put it like that. Very interesting home situation. Um Every single thing that I, I mean, with the school, opening it with, with donations to, you know, from the, uh, from the conference and everything, not that funny by, everything from Slack, that Pam says, learning how to make it do what it do. Every single thing that I've experienced in life has led up to this moment. Yes. I just found out that the 16 kids that I got all the stuff I have, it's like, no, honey, they'll be dirty. And most of them are boys from the project. Many of which have a history of discipline issues, sentence, fighting, there's games. All of them. This is Rockford, And I don't know how much you know about Rockford, The rock is nobody's joke. This one, big old, big old, <laughs> big old,
1: really
3: green, this like one biggest I couldn't get old wow it's so, it's so poor that they just said forget it and gave every student free lunch because most just, there was so few levels that didn't get free lunch that didn't qualify they just gave it to everybody that's what I'm working with as a female with the highest grade level that means that Up until now, you know, whatever has been done or not done, I got to deal with that right now because I'm the end of the line for these kids before they go to middle school. So every single thing has led us to this point because this is the biggest challenge that I've ever faced in my life.
1: But you know what, though? It's not really going to be a challenge. And you can't. And the thing is, I need you to not go in with the mentality that it's going to be a challenge, because now oh, you're I'm going to be. Sorry. Sorry. Because now you're going to be contradicting your own self, because you saying God prepared you for this, which is what He did. Just like you were saying, he, you from California until. That's a new legacy. That's what you've been dealing with. Uh So you're prepared for this this level that they've thrown at you. God put these these particular 30, it was from 16 to 30. There's a reason why it went from 16 to 30. It's a reason why it's all boys. And it's just you dealing with them. Because God already knows that you could handle double the issue. He already knows that. When you if you go in knowing God already gave you the the tools for it, those thirty people you're gonna impact in
3: such a positive way.
1: Because, girl, you rough
3: and tumble. You rough and tumble, I mean, and
1: you go in there, you know, you go in there rough and tumble. You don't have to go in there, you know. Let me put it like this. (laughs) And I got to laugh. But me and you are totally different. So you can't go in there like me. You gotta go in there like you talking. You know, you got you know how you go in you can go hard, you gotta go in there hard the first day. And it's not even an act. That's just how you are. Whereas me, if I tried to go in as you, it would be an act. And they would see through it. But you go in there, Lisa, Lisa's style. Nobody else now, hi, oh, my name
3: is Lisa Butler, and,
1: uh-uh. you know, this is, you know, going there just how you she go at anybody play. else.
3: She's and trying to be go in their hood. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was trying to <laughs> I said, go get their hood. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't go in their hood. The I, you know, I walk that fine line between ratchet and bougie anyway, half the time. So, yeah. and, that's what I, and, and that's it. That's you're going to have to lean on your ratchet side so that they understand that you're not a pushover. Oh, yeah. know, Y'all know, know. No. No. Because, no. yeah. like, like, when you started it's New Legacy,
1: when you, when, on the first day of New Legacy, you was like, you know, Hi, you know, least about letting spot letter. No, go so in the first day, like do it off of principle, with the bat in your hand, and you know, just just letting them know straight uh, yeah. up who yeah, you are. Yeah. Because the thing is, the respect that you have been given was because of the of of you being true to who you are. So don't let them, you can't, you know, let the Holy Spirit show you the best way to start the first day. And then from that point on, they're going to love you from day one. Because what they're looking for is somebody real enough to love them where they are
3: and care for them
1: where they are. And you know how to do that. Look at the girl who they were trying to put her on, you know, special squad because of her hearing, but now she's like reading and doing her own thing, and you empower her to know no matter what any other teacher tells her, she got it from you that she can do all things,
0: and so that's that's where
1: you are right now. And you got it, girl. It's not going to be an issue at all. So don't say it's going to be an issue, because then it will be.
3: Well, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it, because one thing I've always said about teachers, about teaching, I guess, is anybody can go in and take a group of students who
1: are already
3: advanced, or already on level, or whatever, and just do their thing with them. Right. 'Cause then it's it's a walk, It is. It's waiting. But the, to me, this is just to me, the hallmark of a teacher, a real teacher, a good teacher, is when you can take somebody out the muck and the mire, whether that is academically, socially, spiritually, emotionally, whatever, and bring them up. To me, my job, somebody asked me what I thought my job was. And I the first thing that I say to you is, it's not, I mean, yeah, I have to teach social studies and science and blah, 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 blah. blah. That's not my first job. My real job is to inspire. That's my job, is to inspire. Because if you do not inspire those children to want to do and to want to learn, I have set up there all day, 6, 8, 10, 15 hours a day, I'm blue in the face, whatever, and they're not going to catch it. You have, a teacher's job is to inspire. Yep. Because once you inspire, then they become motivated, and then they'll be holding you to teach them. Exactly. So, um, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not, Lisa, are you opening up a bag or something? Uh That was me. That was me, sorry. Oh, okay. the 21st, so this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I have um, New Teacher Orientation, wherever, somewhere in Rockford, I have that, and then um, I have, I have a bag of chips, oh, and then I have, oh, let me it's Friday, I have to, I have got to finish get my classroom together. So that's what I'm going to do on Friday and then the, uh, the next couple of days of next week I'm going to get my classroom in order, which is an abundant task say the week. And um, the same beginning of the next week and then Thursday and Friday of next week I have professional development at the school, and then one day is the first day at school. Wow.
0: It's so cool. Dang.
3: Yeah. And it's really interesting. It's an interesting place because I have so much going on personally. When I tell you that this is nothing but a safe walk for me, this is nothing but Having to focus on my job and doing it in a spirit of excellence, going with all the background noise that's going on, and the instability that's going on personally with me right now. Yeah, this is interesting. Which is why I said, there comes a point in time when everybody's life, when you will be tested on what you say you are what you say is God. We will be tested. We will be taken to pass on that. And the angels are watching to see what are you going to do when your back is against the wall. What are you going to do when it feels like everything is falling apart, but your ass still has to perform? What are you going to do? And yes, it's like the gladiator. You're the gladiator and everybody all along is watching. To see if you want to play that tiger or that lion. And that's why it's no joke. It's not for the same of heart. If you do not do what you got to do, you will be eaten alive. The world is just not a place for, for weak people. It's not. What I do what I do. A lot of what.
0: Focus, concentration,
3: multitask and focus and concentration. Because if you take your eyes off of any of it,
0: everything falls.
3: But I can't complain because I live a. Great many of my years in a lot of comfort. Didn't have to work too much. Everything was given to me. I had it inside of me, but I never really had to pull it out because I was so protected. Very interesting circumstance. And God is like, Well, I called you to be a leader hunter, but you're going to, you got to toughen up a little bit. I got to put you out there a little bit. You've been to protect. I'm taking everything off. You're about to go out there naked. I'm taking everything and everybody from around you and now you got to go out there in the bush and do this like the passage and play the, play the lion so you can be a leader like I called you. And so no, you don't get a soft place to lay right now. No, you don't get to rest right now. No, you don't get any comfort right now because you've had that forever. No, you don't get none of that because The warriors don't get that in battle. Put yourself together. That's what he's telling me. I don't know. Maybe he's telling y'all something similar. I don't know. I don't know. Um, The thing is, I realize that it's. Bigger. And it's much, it's much bigger than just the classroom for the fifth
0: graders.
3: The rubber is meeting the roll right here. And um, you said you, fifth years. grade. Mhm. Yep. Yeah. Well, it was either third grade or fifth grade. So when she said fifth grade, I was like. Yes, I didn't even ask her, and in my mind I was like, how did you know, how did you know, how did you know, how did you know? Did you know? <laughs> I was like, please, God, no third grade. I can do it, but I just I just like older students. And because what happened was there was this, I noticed I, the third grade position was given to a first-year teacher. Like, this is her first job ever. She's like twenty two. You know, so I think that she kinda of gave the younger ones to her and then she knew to give me the older kids. I'm like, All right, y'all, let me get it popping. I'm so excited.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: What was that? My mother told me she called me the other night, she said, Okay, I want you to watch Then I not even he said, I want you to watch Freedom Writers, Dangerous Minds, The Principle, Stand and Deliver.
1: I was like, Ma. <laughs> I was like, I was like come on, man. Like, yes. I-, I kid you not, when you first started this conversation, that's what I was thinking about. The Principle, Stand and Deliver, Morgan Freeman. <laughs>
3: But the thing that's so funny is I watch those movies all the time anyway. I watch them all the time anyway. So I've already, like, that impression in my head. <laughs> you know, I said, well, Mama, I do you know, all of those movies were high school. They were all high school. I'm like, these are fifth grade. They're ten. They're nine and ten. Jesus, I, I hope I don't have to go to Dangerous Lives. right? with nine-year-old. Girl, they have a they have a high school mentality now. It's crazy. They do. They do. Oh, Lord, they do. And I don't know when I very first came into the classroom. Um, the first thing just to look at it, there was paperwork. There was paperwork on the, the, the teacher from last year who's now in like the middle school, that's why he's not there, but um, there was paperwork from the Lutheran Social Services Office of three different students for psychiatric treatment. I said, oh, hell, <laughs> really really was the, I just wanted to go look and see what the classroom looked like. I said, oh, <laughs> but that's all right because why? I had the experience with, this, with the boys home in California. I had to wrestle those jokes on six different psychotropic drugs, going some too. You know what I'm saying? So, so there is nothing that is, um there is nothing that is, that will be of shock to me. Now, I ain't wrestling nobody out. I, I ain't doing that. But that's why I said everything just kind of leads up to here, the fact that I can speak Spanish you know, helps as well, because I have a few Hispanic you know, students who, whose families don't speak English. So everything kind of all works together for the good. Mm-hmm.
0: So,
3: yeah everything, everything is everything, good people. Everything is everything. That's all I got, Jesus. And I'm looking for it, I'm blessed because I could not have a job. So let me tell you something. I ain't complaining about nothing. Hello, my love. Hey. What's this? Uh, sure. Is that a drop of water that I saw? Probably. What's this for? Did you talk to him about Yes, I did. And that's what you do with my love. Lisa. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Because they're getting ready to shut it down, I think. Yeah. yeah they're going to start shutting it down anyway. So. Really? Okay. So...
0: All right, you find
3: everything, and everything is what it needs to be. There's nothing else you need to do. Okay. All right, so, you want, what, four weeks, right? And so, how do you feel about this? Okay, now, okay, Lisa, you know you're not on mute, right? I don't. I don't. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right,
1: Lord. So we are all doing the transitions,
3: and he's my... strategically placing
1: us, that he needs us to be at this hour, so. Um, we're going to pray and then we're going to close out public study. Okay. All right. Unless there's any other comments, questions, anybody else on the line that wants to share before we do that? Mm-mm. All right. As always, Pam, thank you for. Being on the line, um, you make it easier. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you all the time taking taking the time out, and um, and I'm going to Bible study with me. Um, and for all of those who pop on, pop off, and listen to the recording later. You know, I appreciate that as well. And so, um, like we were talking about being led by the Holy Spirit, you know, so Father God, we just thank you for your leading and guiding and showing and protecting and preserving. And you, you put us in strategic places for a reason, help us to, Continue to follow your lead and not question where you place us, but ask questions where you place us so that we make sure to stay in your will. Help us to be flexible so when you say move that we move. Help us to be obedient so that we'll move when you say move. Lord we have we have will for hearts. We give you our will to your our will. So your will, will be done on earth as you want it in heaven. And so Lord give us peace of mind, peace in spirit as we gain in our relationship with you and be obedient to your leading. Lord we speak that no weapon from against us today shall prosper, no weapon of sickness, illness, disease, infection, plague or allergy. Nothing that we eat, drink, breathe, or touch shall cause us mental or physical harm. A thousand shall follow that side with and ten thousand a thousand at our right hand, but none shall come near where we dwell. And Father God, we speak that our spirits and our soul and body let with yours, and help our
3: spirit
1: and our mind be quiet enough so that we can hear Your voice above the clatter and chatter of this world, so we don't miss anything that You have for us, for our good, but for Your glory. In the name of
3: Your sure, we pray. Amen. Amen. Um,
0: and I pray for my sisters on and
1: off the call, my Esther's
3: and dens and
0: my roots and Naomi's You just have that to continue
1: to be the woman of God that you have called us to be. We are naturally,
0: because that's
1: how you created
0: us to be. To help
1: us to be strong in spite of our emotions, in spite of our drive, help us to lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge you as you direct our path.
3: Watch over our men of God, our Adams and our Boazes, our Davids
1: and our Solomons. Watch over them, O God, so that as they walk circumspectly around every trap and snare, that their logic, does not outweigh your word, that their logic doesn't hinder them from being led by your Holy Spirit and help us to balance each other out as we give ourselves willfully unto you, especially those of us on this call, of oh God, who you have called for a purpose, as we go out to do the ministry that you have called us to do, show us as we're on the bus, as we're on the train, as we're walking down the street or in the store, wherever wherever we are, whoever our assignment is, give us the
3: strength and give us the boldness to not walk in fear, but in faith. That there is
1: that with the word that you have given us will be received, and if not, give us the strength to weather any rejection. Because the good is not about us, but about you. For you to get the glory, and if sure, we sure you, pray, Amen. Amen. All right,
3: and that's the end of our Bible study today.
1: Mm-hmm. Have a blessed evening, Miss
3: Pam. Okay, you do the same we... you I said y'all have a good one. Okay, yeah, you, you too. too. All right, love y'all. Talk to y'all tomorrow. Love you okay. okay baby. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.